Hey guys, it's your girl Mo Diggs, and I am here with your daily Black History moment. Today we are talking about Malcolm X. Malcolm X once said, if you're not careful, the newspapers will have you hating the people who are being oppressed and loving the people who are doing the oppressing. His advocacy of achieving by any means necessary put him at the opposite end of the spectrum from Martin Luther King Jr.'s nonviolent approach to gaining ground in the growing civil rights movement. After Martin Luther King's I Have a Dream speech at the 1963 March on Washington, Malcolm remarked, Whoever heard of angry revolutionists all harmonizing we shall overcome while tripping and swaying along arm in arm with the very people they were supposed to be angrily revolting against? Malcolm X politics also earned him the ear of the FBI, who conducted surveillance of him from his time in prison until his death. J. Edgar Hoover even told the agency's New York office to do something about Malcolm X. In June 1964, he founded the Organization of Afro-American Unity, which identified racism and not the white race as the enemy of justice. His more moderate philosophy became influential, especially among members of the Student Nonviolent Coordinating Committee. Malcolm X began work on his autobiography in the early 1960s with the help of Alex Haley, the acclaimed author of Roots. The autobiography of Malcolm X chronicled his life and views on race, religion, and black nationalism. It was published after his death in 1965 and then became a bestseller. It's your girl Mo Diggs, and that's it for today's Black History Moment. Welcome to the Prince George's Daily. On this season, we will take an in-depth look at love, relationships, and power couples in the county. You will hear the stories of how busy Prince Georgians are finding, nurturing, and thriving in love in this career-driven town. This season is sure to take you on a joyride, so buckle up and take a seat. You're going to love love. Hello, Prince George's County. I'm Del Roden, and today is February 21st, 2020. In today's episode of the Prince George's Daily Podcast, we have a second installment of a conversation between uh, the real Heavenly Bee and James Marshall, a local pastor and relationship expert. What do the professionals think about that love thing? Find out right here after the weather. This is the month of love on the Prince George's Daily Podcast. For today's weather, our high temperature will reach 37 degrees. Our low tonight will drop down to about 23 degrees. Another chilly night in the neighborhood. And for the weekend, our temperature will reach into the 50s with clear skies remaining in the area. Saturday will bring a high of 52 degrees and our low will drop back down into the 20s before rebounding on Sunday with a high temperature expected to be right around 60 degrees. Hopefully, that warmer weather will linger for a while. According to the National Weather Service, our sunrise this morning was at 6.51. Our sunset this afternoon will take place at 5.50 for Prince George's County. That's the weather for today, February 21st, 2020. Stay with us after the episode for this season of love. We'll bring news from the desk of Lillian Torres. Try something new today. Today's news is brought to you in Espanol for our many Latinx listeners. So stay with us. Coming right up, Heavenly interviews James Marshall, our Prince George of the Day. This is the Prince George's Daily Podcast at PGCC. How long should Mm-mm. someone date before getting engaged? Wow, that's a good question, right? And I get that question a lot. I think that you should spend four seasons, four calendar seasons, 
with a person in every phase of the relationship. And when I mean by four calendar seasons, I mean winter, summer, spring, and fall. So if you're dating the person, right, like maybe you're in that season where y'all in a committed relationship, mm -hmm. at least one full year. Okay. The reason why I say that is because people are different sometimes depending on the season. True. You know, people start acting real brand new when it get hot outside and, you know, people start dressing different. Then I say, okay, where did this come from? And then there are some people who struggle with something called seasonal depression. Yeah. Right. And I'm not saying that's a bad thing. and I'm not saying that's a deal breaker. But what I am saying is that you need to be able to see it to see if you're the right person to be able to live with someone who may struggle with those things. You know. Yeah. Um, and so I always say spend four calendar seasons. Now, ideally, you'll spend four calendar seasons as just friends. We ain't got no commitment. We just getting to know each other. I almost fell off the chair when I read that in this book this morning. I said, oh, hold up, the friend phase? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you should because you can, you know, let me tell you something, right? Most people break up with people in relationships for things that they should have known about them before they even got into no, the relationship. you're right. Right? You know what I'm saying? And so if people just slow down enough to say, no, we good. We just kicking it. And, you know, we, you know, we hanging out. But see, most people don't have the patience for that mm -hmm. because they meet somebody. They're like, oh, my goodness, girl, look at him. He's so cute. He's so fun. <laughs> girl, this is my husband. <laughs> right. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> then dude's like, dog, man, I think that's she the one. And the relationship just moves so fast. And then the things that we could have discovered when we were friends, we're finding out now that we're in a committed relationship and we don't know what to do with it. Yeah. Now it's like, oh, man, I guess I don't know if this is going to work. You know, so, so tell me uh, two key questions you should ask when you're in that friendship phase, but you, you got an interest in making it more. That's a great question. Um, two key, key questions you should ask when you're in the friendship phase, but you're interested in making it more. I think one of the most important questions is what are your standards? Mm hmm. Like, what what are your standards? And whether people's standards are their faith or their people's standards are their religion. But I got to know, at the end of the day, what's your your marker for success? And that's going to be your your standards. And that's going to tell me a lot about who you are. When a person says, well, I don't really know. I don't really got no standards. Mm -hmm. I don't get that. Well, let's just go with the flow. Yeah. Well, let me tell you something. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I don't need to be on nobody's ocean in nobody's boat. <laughs> With no direction. I don't need to be. Hey, look, I need. I don't want to be sitting out there and you just kind of bouncing from thing to day, thing, thing to thing. Yeah, idea to idea. Yeah. So I need to know, okay, what are your standards? And here's the second question I think that is extremely important that a lot of people overlook before they go to the next phase. If you can change anything about your childhood, what would you change? Mm. You say, well, why would I ask somebody about that? Because that's going to be an indication of what's going to be their motivation in any relationship. Mm. Always, That's deep. always. Because if you think about it, if I was to ask you that question, what, what, what one thing about your childhood would you want to change? You might say, "Oh, I want to, I want, I wish my dad never left, or I wish this happened, or I wish that, or I wish my mom would have had more money, or whatever the case may be." When you get in a relationship, that's going to be that thing. That's going to, I'm telling you, it's going to motivate you. It's going to drive you crazy. It's going to, and sometimes it's going to be the thing you run from. I'm going to tell you, I just got an epiphany. I ain't going to tell y'all because it ain't y'all business. Well, <laughs> well, keep it out of your business. <laughs> but I just thought about something, so I think he's right. I'm just thinking what, what mine would be and how it's affected my how I handle relationships, and it's true. Yeah, people overlook that question. I mean, because they feel like I'm not, I ain't nobody's counselor. Well, I mean, you ain't got to be a counselor. You just, you just want to know, I want to know who you are, past, present. And who you plan on being. Yeah. You know? That's deep. Um, and uh, I think those two questions are two 
revealing questions for relations. I mean, and there's tons more. I mean, I can go be be in a whole book, but yeah. But those are good. Those are real good. I didn't got a fifty today, y'all. Well, uh, well, well. <laughs> hey, look, y'all, Heavenly B, Heavenly B on the market, y'all. <laughs> well, <laughs> okay. Phys- you mentioned mental illness a little bit earlier. Yeah. What about physical illness as well? Are those subjects that should be discussed before you get married? Should you like make sure you open up to your partner if you're dealing with these kind of things? Absolutely. That is, I mean, that is so important. You don't want to spring that type of stuff on people because when you spring it on them, you put them in a place where now they're forced to deal with something that they may have never really wanted to deal with. And you can't really honestly say that you love a person without giving them all the information. You got to be transparent with people. You know, you don't want to just be fraudulent. Yeah, girl, I love you. I love your mother. I love your father. (laughs) I love your dog. But you ain't telling them everything. Yeah. You know, Uh, and it's, I I mean, and I'm not saying that some of these physical um, illnesses or whatever it may be, may be deal breakers. But people should at least know this is the deal. This is what I'm dealing with. And that way, when they get married, um, they ain't got. They can't be like, "Well, I didn't know that. If yeah. I would have known that, I wouldn't have." No, nah, because it puts a know. wedge right in the relationship. Absolutely does. Absolutely does. And, I, and I'm telling you, I've I've married couples um, that I mean, I married couples. I've married couples who they both have. Oh, well, one of the people told the person on the first date, "Hey, look, I I have an immune disease, you know, mm-hmm. um, and uh, I just want to let you know that." And they're still married, you mm-hmm. know. Um, but their honesty was important. Honesty was important. I mean, you know, um, just prepare me for it. You know, don't don't spring it on me. Yeah. So absolutely. I love it. All right. Well, what if you got to end the relationship, though? What if you have to? What do, What do you say? How do you end it? <laughs> How do you end the relationship? How do you end a relationship? It don't have to be from your mental or physical illness, but just say this ain't working. How do you end it? Because I'm finding that people have a tough time breaking out. You know, we are mm-hmm. in the ghosting generation, yeah. which I hate. Yep. Don't ghost me. Right. <laughs> but it's the norm because people have a tough time communicating that, hey, right. I, I, this doesn't work for me anymore. Yep. I always tell people when you need to end a relationship, you need to do it as honest as possible, as humane as possible, and as fast as possible. Mm. As honest as possible, as humane as possible, and as fast as possible honesty i need to be real with myself hey look i'm just gonna be honest with you i'm not happy here i'm not myself it's not working out yeah you know and you 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 say you speak for yourself you don't go into let me tell you something we ain't gonna be together because your problem is xyz no 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 speak for yourself i'm not wired right for this relationship here's why you know and i'm gonna be honest i'm gonna be transparent and I'm going to do it in a humane way. I ain't going to do it, you know, through no text message, no little punk yeah. way. I ain't going to send you no letter and things like that. Nah, I, I met up with you face to face when I wanted to get with you. I'm going to meet up with you face to face when I need to tell you that it's over. Yeah. And I'm going to do it as fast as possible. Because what we do is we try to prolong it, prolong it, prolong it. And now you done lost, you know, years of your life mm-hmm. dealing with somebody who you was never supposed to be with probably in the first place. Yeah. And um, so you got to do it fast. And then I would add one more thing. I would say, make it as final as possible. Mm, don't, don't do the breakup to make up things, right? We do this breakup to make it first. You love me. Now you leave me that type of stuff. We, we, we on one second. We nah, nah, look, I see you when I see you. If I don't see you, I won't be looking for you. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like we, we done, you know, and I know that sounds, 
I, I know it sounds hard, but but I, you gotta be like that. Yeah, I mean, like you know, when people let me tell you something. Like if you ever get fired from a job, right? In most cases, they call security up to the thing <laughs> and they're gonna walk you down within the hour. They ain't gonna let you linger around, so you can be going around, you know, saying, "Well, yeah, you know, you know, I don't know why y'all still working here." Nah, here's the box. <laughs> yeah. There's the door, and let's keep it moving. Wow, I love it. It's, it's cut and dry, but it's the truth, and that's what we need. <laughs> How do you establish your standards as a single? Um, we hear so many people talk about what's high standards, what's low standards, and I hear a lot of pressure for women to lower their standards. Oh, your standards too high. Is that a such thing? Hey, let me tell you something. You can never put a premium on safety, hmm. you know, and standards protect people. It's just the bottom line. When I have a standard in place, it's going to keep me from some things. You know, um, it's like health. You know, when you go to some restaurants, they'll have a little sign on the bathroom that says employees must wash hands. Mm -hmm. Now, mm -hmm. let me tell you something. I don't know. Nobody goes to a restaurant and sees a sign like that to say, why they put this sign everywhere? They need to take <laughs> this sign down. Nah, nah. Y'all need to put it up. I want the employees to wash their hands. Please. It's, 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 a, it's a standard, right? Yeah. So, um, standards protect people, so it's no such thing as a standard that's too high. Now, we can have some things that may be standards that you're going to have a hard time finding people who operate in that. Mm, okay. doesn't mean the standard is too high. It just means you may have to look a little longer, right? Okay. Um, and so one of the things I tell couples, or in, not couples, but singles to do or individuals to do in creating standards, you got to create two lists. Uh, I hate lists and I love lists. Mm -hmm. I hate this. And I love this. And between those two lists, you're going to find your standards. Hmm. What do you hate and what do you love? You know, I hate people who are dishonest. I love people who give me attention. So your standards are going to be, you know, honesty, mm -hmm. no matter what. Mm -hmm. Honesty, even when it hurts. Your standards are going to be, you know, uh, quality time. Right. Um, so I think you got to look at what you love and what you hate. And then I also think that you got to dig into other things like your faith. If, 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 if you're a person of faith, not everybody is, you know, people of faith and I get that. Um, but if you are a person of faith, okay, well, what does whoever you feel like you got to live your life for, what do they say? You mm -hmm. know, um, I think all, all those things are important. And I think also pay attention to the standards that were present in your household, if there were any, mm -hmm. um, because those are going to be the things that you feel most comfortable with. Um, so you got to pay attention to some of those things. Sounds to me like you're saying also in establishing your standards, you have to be very honest with yourself as well. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Which means that you can't judge yourself. <laughs> yeah, right, right, right. That's right. That's like, right. I, I, I always tell people at the end of the day, people are always, always going to treat you the way you treat yourself. Mm -hmm. There's, It's unfair to expect anyone to do better for you than you do for yourself, you know. Uh, I mean, people do expect it, but it's just not, it's not realistic. You know, like, I mean, you won't, you ain't taking care of yourself. Why should I take care of you? Yeah, and it's not even healthy. <laughs> yeah. Now, how important is chemistry and passion in a romantic relationship? Chemistry and passion. Ooh, oh, we got chemistry, girl. It, it, it's, it, it's extremely <laughs> important. Like, no, no one wants to sit around with somebody they don't click with. <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, like, you know, like. It's extremely important. People like, yeah, girl, yeah, we've we been together five years, but, yeah, you know, we don't really connect. I don't really feel connected to him. But he makes sense on paper. I'm but telling you. But no connect. It's no spark. You, you need both. They they need both. They got to have the right chemistry, right? 
Um, but they also got to make sense on paper. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And you say, wow, that's like finding a needle in a haystack. Well, I'm going to keep going to every haystack that I can go to before I find that needle then. You know, because I don't want to be stuck in a relationship that just makes sense. That's that's what a lot of people, why a lot of people over history got really upset with arranged marriages. Because arranged marriages were marriages that made sense on paper. Mm-hmm. I raised my child this way. You raised your child this way. They should get married. Yeah. But it doesn't necessarily mean those two people are have the chemistry and the connection and the, the bond, you know, um, right? So there's like four ancient Greek words for love, right? And three of these Greek words are found in the Christian Bible. But one of those words is phileo, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and it's where we get our modern day word from Philadelphia, which we know is a city of brotherly love. It's mm-hmm. camaraderie. That is the one type of love that you really can't conjure up. Mm-hmm. It, like you don't walk into a classroom and say, you know what? That looks like a good person to be a friend with. You either click with the person or, or you, you don't. don't. And people are walking around saying, yeah, that's my best friend, but y'all don't click. You know? So I think it's extremely important. Um, and you shouldn't waste time in relationships when uh, you... Uh, it just ain't there. If it, 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 it ain't there. I can't explain it. It's just, it's just you don't Because do what's going to end up happening then, you're going to be at work one day, and you and the person in the cubicle next to you, y'all going to be all on y'all. Yeah, it's going to be there. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be a spark. Yeah, and then, you got to go back home to somebody that you just like. Man, what in the world am I sitting here? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Friendship is important. Friendship is very important, and it's so interesting because all season long we've been talking to couples, and that has been the consensus. Yeah, friendship as the foundation is going to be very important to have a sustaining right. and long-lasting relationship. Absolutely. I mean, but that goes back to what I said earlier. That's why if you can. Spend time in a friendship before you get to a commitment. It's going to be so important. Define friendship for me. So friendship is when um, we're just platonic. There is there may be romantic feelings there, but there is no romantic execution. Mm -hmm. So friendship is, you know, like I might be really digging you and we're friends and we can I can I can express myself to you. You can express yourself to me. You can share um, things with me, and I don't judge you about it. I let you have your opinion. You let me have my opinion. Yeah. Um, we can have a good time together. Um, and although I might feel a certain way towards you, I never act on it. Mm-hmm. The second I start acting on it, I start saying, well, yeah, you know, well, I can stay, stay, you know, we can stay together. Yeah, yo, yeah, yeah, we can, you know. And yeah. then we start, now we done cross that line. Yeah. Because now there's a level of physical intimacy in place. There's a level of verbal intimacy in place. And now it's hard to go back. Mm-hmm. You know, it's almost like back in the day, a guy named R.L. and Deborah Cox. We can't be he friends. He said, we can't be <laughs> friends, you know, because I'm still, because now we've crossed that line. So how do we go back? So, and, and I totally agree with you. <laughs> um, but so when that, when you're in that friendship phase, even if you're feeling them, you don't tell them. I wouldn't. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. No, okay. I, I would. Because at the end of the day, I want I want to see, can we be legit friends? Like, or are we just as friends as long as. Friends until we see if you want something more, if you're on the same page as me type thing. Yeah, because the the second you let them know, that I'm, yeah, I'm feeling you. It changes the dynamic. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it, it changes the dynamic. So I wouldn't do it personally. I would say, let's just continue. Let me just see. And I can keep this in the back of my head. Right. Now, um, my hope is that, you know, they ain't going to bounce off to somebody else. But 
if they do, then that's where they want to be. Because if they want to be with me, they're going to be feeling the same thing. So somebody got to break before the shift to happen. But yeah. you were saying, who, when when that break happens, it needs to be because you're ready to go to that next because level. Because I've, I've seen you in enough. Yeah. I've seen you in enough settings to say, hey, look, we've been, you know, I know there's, I don't know if you noticed it, but... You know, I want to spend all, like all my time with you. We just friends, but I just want to spend all my time with you. And you've been doing it. And they they should be like, oh yeah, really? You've been spending all. <laughs> and so I, then they say, okay, well, I think I want to be committed to only you. Mm. You know, I, I don't want to, you know, just hang out and go out on little dates. And I'm gonna turn my ten. I'm gonna shut my tender down just for you. <laughs> oh my god it's so romantic <laughs> so let's talk about tinder a little bit that's that. <laughs> oh man <laughs> how do you feel about online dating that's a great question so you know i do about four dozen weddings a year right that oh, i officiate it's a lot Oof. right um but one out of every three couples that i marry met online interesting yeah. i actually am a fan of online dating um because i think you get an opportunity to get information about a person, um, to see if, you know, I, I'm, I want to pursue anything with you, mm-hmm. right? Now, I think that friendship phase is even more important than online dating because it helps me to discern whether or not your profile really matches your reality. Yeah. Because a lot of people, they, I mean, they put their resume online. <laughs> but then when you get you see their work ethic, you like, oh dang, mm-hmm. what in the heck did I hire? <laughs> you know, so um, I think online dating, I think you have to be careful. You have to vet some things. I think uh, the thing that I always tell people to say that first when y'all talk on the phone and they say, so what are you looking for? You need to put it on your profile. I'm looking for a friend. Okay. I'm looking for a friend. Okay. Uh, you 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 got to put it out there, right? And they say, well, I'm looking for a friend too. I just want my friend to turn into something more, you know. So, yeah. Okay, I like it. I might, I might sign up. <laughs> <laughs> go ahead and sign up. Yeah, go ahead. If put your James profile Marshall out there. said I can put my profile, then I'm put my profile. <laughs> <laughs> he said, "Don't put that pressure on me." Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> if it don't go well, uh, that was the, that you was talking to uh... somebody else. But if it go well, call me. <laughs> okay. Thank you for tuning in to part two of our therapy session with James Marshall. Tune in next week for our third and final episode of therapy. We hope that you got something that you love and enjoy, and we can't wait to end it with a bang. This has been your girl, Heavenly Bee, with the Prince George's Daily. Until tomorrow, good day. Hola Prince George's County, los saluda Lilian Torres y estas son las principales noticias de hoy. En Chillum, Maryland, un hombre fue baleado dentro de un carro. El jueves, aproximadamente a las 3 de la tarde, oficiales respondieron a una llamada de un choque. Cuando llegaron los oficiales, vieron que la persona dentro del carro estaba sufriendo de trauma en su cuerpo. La persona fue trasladada a un hospital local y lamentablemente la persona fue pronunciada muerta al poco rato. Por el momento no hay información sobre el sospechoso y la policía del condado de Prince George le pide a la comunidad que si alguien vio o escuchó algo abnormal que contacte a la policía inmediatamente. Si hay alguien con información puede recibir una cantidad de $25,000 en efectivo. 
Aún no se sabe si ocurrió el teoriteo en Chillum o en otro lado. Todo sigue bajo investigación. Dos miembros de la pandilla Mara Salvatrucha MS-13 han sido sentenciadas a 25 años en prisión federal por su rol en el brutal asesinato de una joven en Crownsville, Maryland, hace casi tres años. Francisco Ramírez Peña, de 25 años y conocido como Tepo y Advertencia, y Edwin Urrutia, de 21 años, residente de Silver Spring y conocido como Silvestre, fueron condenados esta semana por participar en el apuñalamiento, decapitación y desmembramiento de una mujer que sospechaban estaba vinculada en la pandilla rival Barrio 18. Ambos jóvenes aceptaron un acuerdo de culpabilidad en el cual también admitieron haber cometido otros delitos, entre ellos extorsión y tráfico de drogas, para avanzar los intereses del grupo criminal. En total, de 29 personas han sido acusadas en relación con este caso. Y llegando a la última noticia de hoy, una compañía productora de empanadas en Rockville, Maryland, estará regalando 365 empanadas a quien le ayude a poner un nuevo nombre a la empresa. Esta empresa apenas fue creada casi más de dos años. La dueña empezó este concurso por sus estudiantes. Para participar, visite la página de Instagram, arroba latingoodness, y enviar a un mensaje su idea de nombre. Recuerde que tiene plazo hasta el 24 de febrero para poder disfrutar de una rica empanada cada día. Para el Prince George's Daily, yo soy Lilian Torres.